just welcome you as we study God's Word. And, uh, and, I, and I put this out there. I am sensing such a prophetic anointing tonight that I want you to get into that gear. I want you to get into that gear. And I know all prophecy, when it is prophesied that we are to, to weigh it according to the Logos, Word of God, the established Word of God, and, uh, and I want you to do that, but I just sense such a strong, powerful, prophetic declaration needed in this house tonight that I told the Lord, I'm, I'm yielding. I'm yielding, and God, I will let my voice be your voice uh, for whatever you want. So let's just go to Him in prayer and ask Him to give the boundaries of, of protection by His Holy Spirit so that we will hear what He has to say. Father, we come to You tonight. Lord, we come against every deaf and dumb spirit. We know throughout the Scriptures, these deaf and dumb spirits try to hinder us from hearing Your Word, try to hinder us from understanding Your Word. And that dumb spirit tries to silence us that we don't speak Your Word. Lord God, I rebuke and resist any dumb spirit on me tonight that my tongue would be loose to speak the oracles of God that I could speak your heart and I could speak your mind in such a way that you are edified, you are glorified, and you are speaking here tonight. And Lord God, that we would hear exactly what you would have said. And Lord, we come against the blind spirit tonight that would cause scales on our eyes to hinder us from seeing what you're showing us. Remove those scales, Lord God, that we might truly envision that which you are drawing for us in this hour. Because, Lord, we know you are preparing us for the hours and the days and the weeks and the months to come, and you're preparing us and you are paving the way with your word. And, Lord God, we want to take your word and run in it. We want to run with it in such a way that we can advance your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven for your glory, for your honor, for it is in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You receive that? You ready? Put your seatbelts on because I don't know where this is going to take us. It may, it's not going to be a bumpy ride, but it may be an exciting ride for sure. We're going to start in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6 beginning at verse 10 and following. And we're looking tonight on how the Holy Spirit empowers our destiny, how the Holy Spirit, we've been this whole January and February talking about what God said this year should be themed, welcome Holy Spirit. So we're here tonight to discover your Holy Spirit empowered destiny. Your destiny cannot be achieved, the destiny that God has for you without the presence and the power of God. We need you Holy Spirit, welcome Holy Spirit. So Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10, so it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. And when you have eaten and are full, then beware, lest... You forget the Lord. God is giving us this instruction that with the temptation that comes with blessing and the fulfillment of things in our lives is that we will forget the one who blessed us from whom all blessings flow. And God does not want us to forget Him. He says, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, you shall fear the Lord your God and serve Him. You shall reverence your God. You shall keep Him in first place of your life and serve Him. Oh, how I hear the Lord saying that it's not about cities and it's not about houses and it's not about vineyards and it's not about wells that He's talking about here. What He's talking about here is He is going to be accelerating your years. 
There is an acceleration, an anointing that the Holy Spirit brings to accelerate your years because it takes many, many years to gather the materials to build the cities and to build the houses and etc. So the fact that God is giving you cities as He's speaking here and houses and land and vineyards and wells, He's accelerating your time in your life where you don't have to spend 90% of your life to make a 10% impact with your destiny. It's a gift of destiny that comes with the anointing. It is a gift of destiny that God is wanting to get to you and to me. And he come, this destiny comes empowered by the Holy Spirit. So when we welcome the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God is going to come because He is God. He will fulfill the desire of God, the wish of God, the will of God, the heart of God for you. And the heart of God for you is accelerated years where you are accomplishing in one year what it may have taken 40 years to accomplish. He wants to speed things up for His kingdom purpose. So hear me, folks around you and society that you live in and and even uh, the people that you hang around may put perimeters on you. And we have a temptation to put perimeters even on ourselves. And as long as we stay within the definitions of what society or the definitions of what family or the definitions of what we've looked at and studied of others, those things will define us and they will limit us. The anointing that God wants to pour out on His latter-day church is an anointing that will break all records. All records of your family genealogy, of your experiences, of what you can even read in church history. He wants to break all records in these last days. These definitions and these boundaries that we lock ourselves into that says, you know, whether it's you're a woman or you're a certain age group or you're a certain culture or you're a certain religious affiliation or you're, you're this or that, as long as people define you, they can judge you according to their definition. But listen here, when you move into the supernatural, and that's what God is calling us to do, He is calling us to move into the supernatural, which we must do by faith. And when you do that, folks cannot define you anymore because you're now hard to figure out. You are, uh, you're no longer described by the limiting perimeters that they once said you were described by. We look back at the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the first century church and the Pharisees, they didn't know how to touch that because they couldn't define that because it was violating the perimeters and the limitations that they thought religion should set. Those of Nazareth didn't know how to deal with with Jesus and and that same mindset is not going to know how to deal with you. And those of Capernaum, they couldn't figure it out and they're not going to be able to figure you out. Even the disciples couldn't uh, put a title on Jesus. They tried to put a title on Jesus, but it wouldn't fit. And the same is true with you. It's time, I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, for you to move into your destiny that goes beyond the limitations and the titles and the precepts and the mindsets of mankind because this is a God thing. This is an anointing. This is an empowering of heaven on earth to get heaven's will accomplished on earth. And it takes the supernatural. So God is saying, move into your destiny that is supernatural. And it is that place that God has prepared for you. I'm speaking to you tonight that where you are at now is only the launching pad. This is not the place of settlement. This is not the place. This is how it ends. God says, don't let an age, don't let a lack thereof, don't let a person, don't let a past failure calls you to see where you're at as not a launching pad. It is a launching pad into the supernatural. As I talk to people and as I pray with people, I find that the enemy, how clever and how manipulative and how confusing he is in trying to make us all see, if we're not careful, that we live in a dry place. And I'm here tonight to say if you're at a dry place, I believe the Spirit of the Lord is speaking the Word tonight to how to move you out of the dry place into a place where you must swim. Not a place that you're just a little damp, but a place where you must swim. And you know that has to take us to Ezekiel 47. 
So in Ezekiel chapter 47, 10 chapters prior, in Ezekiel 37, we see Ezekiel is prophesying to uh, some dead things. He's prophesying to a valley of dead bones. You remember that story in Ezekiel 37? He prophesied to the breath, what? To the Ruach, the Spirit of God. For the Spirit of God to enter that dry valley of dry bones and to bring life. Let me tell you what, we know how the story, he began to prophesy and the four winds began to blow and the breath of God came on those who were slain and they were raised up to live again. Now ten chapters later here in Ezekiel chapter 47, God brings Ezekiel to a valley, not of dry bones this time, but to a dry riverbed. And it was dry because there was no mist, there was no dew, there was no rain, there was no river waters flowing. Now, now keep in mind that, that he is a faithful prophet. Underline that word in your mind, prophet, because he's been faithfully prophesying the Word of God. He knows that the Word of God prophesied properly will change the circumstances around him. He had prophesied to the valley of dry bones and he saw when he prophesied to the breath of God, the wind of God, that the Spirit of God responded to the prophetic word and the Spirit of God entered into what was dry and it became alive again. I prophesy to you tonight through the same Holy Spirit and you're going to find your dry places are going to be changed. Your dry places are going to be revived. Your dry places are going to be transformed not by what Pastor Tim is doing but by what the Spirit of God is doing. Hallelujah. He prophesied to those dry bones and he prophesied to the breath and yes, things were changed. He prophesied to their destiny. He said, you are not dead and your life is not over. You are the people of God. You are the army of God. Come out of your graves and come out and to fulfill your promise. And here 10 chapters later, he's standing at another valley, but it's a dry riverbed this time. He's already discovered the power of God. The power of God that can change anything. So he looks up to the throne of God, the place of authority and power, because he knew where the source comes from. God had shown him the source where the flowing of God's uh, anointing comes from. It comes from his throne up above. And he showed him the waters flowing like a river. And when they flow, they go to the low places first. Look at Ezekiel 47 and 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And there was water. Let me tell you what, no matter how dry the place is you're in today, no matter how dry you may feel in your own spirit, there is water there at the throne of God. There is water. There is quenching. There is the thirst can be quenched in the presence of the Lord. So what you need is not another gimmick. What you need is the fresh fullness of the presence of the Lord who comes to us by His Holy Spirit. So he says there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east and for the front of the temple faced east and the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east and there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and he, brought it, and he brought me through the waters and now the waters came up to my ankles. And again he measured 1,000 and he brought me through the waters and now the water has coming up to my knees. And again he measured 1,000 and brought me through the water and now the water is up to my waist. And again he measured 1,000 and, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. And when I returned there along the bank of the river, there were many trees on one side and the other. And then he said, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, whether the river goes, wherever the river goes, it will live. Wherever this river, this river is the anointing, wherever this anointing goes, it's going to live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because of these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. And it shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi and Eglin, and they shall be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and its marshes will not be healed, 
they will be given over to Saul. But along the bank of the river, on the, this side and, and on that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food, and their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Hallelujah. What a beautiful vision he is getting here from God. And in this, the Lord began to speak to me and he says, I want you to see the manifestation of water in this, of how I work. And God has spoke to me so many times like this. And every time I yield to it, I see the manifest of it in my life. And, and, and here we know water is representing the anointing of God. And the anointing of God comes by the Spirit of God. So the water is the Spirit and where the Spirit flows and what the Spirit is allowed to touch and what the Spirit comes in, it transforms, it heals, it delivers, it, it gives life to. Hallelujah. So here's the seven manifestations of water. The first is mist. Now mist is water that covers your world. The Lord says, I'm a God of the mist because I'm a God that cares about the globe. I care about the global view. If we want the anointing of God and the acceleration of time of God in our lives to make a global impact, we must understand that we cannot be short-sighted and only care about our four and no more that we have to care about those that are in, uh, going about in the highways and the byways of life. And, and when we get, a, we get a, 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 an encouragement, even from uh, the, the pulpit, to, to go out and invite folks to come in and for them to come and drink of the water of the anointing of God at this house and to worship God with us at Christian Embassy and hear the preaching of the Word, it's not about church growth. It's about the myths. It's about the global view that God cares about everyone. Morgan was singing about it earlier. Townsend was playing about he's the one, that reckless love, that he'll leave the 99 to go after the one that is lost. God cares about every soul. And we can take our invite cards and we can take and position ourselves to let people know that we've got a safe place to come and worship God and we would be honored to have them join us here because let me tell you what, God cares about them. He cares about their struggle. He cares about their bondage. He cares about their lostness. And we need to have a global view because God's anointing is, is if like water, water has many manifestations and one is the mist. Don't expect the wealth of the wicked to be transferred to you if you don't have a global view because this acceleration of God will come to fulfill His will on earth. Then there's the dew that you find in your own yard every morning and that's the water that covers your garden. The good thing about it is the God that cares about the global view of mankind, He also cares about you. He cares about your front yard, your backyard, about your garden, about your personal vision, about your occupation, about your family. God wants His anointing to bring refreshing and anointing to bring life to all of that as well. But then we look at the rain as one of the manifestations of water. And if water is re represented in this vision as the anointing, the Holy Spirit of God, there rain comes in seasons. And God has instructed the rain and set it up to come in its seasons to bring harvest. So as you're giving into the work of God and serving in the work of God and, and believing God, know that there are seasons with God. The reason we have seasons that we experience here in Virginia is not because somebody was wise enough to come up with a machine that was powerful enough to separate the four seasons. It's because that's how God set things up. He's a God of seasons. There's a season to plant. There's a season to har the harvest. There's a season that we wait and we see where it looks as though nothing is happening, but something is happening which is preparing for a new season. We need to learn to sow in the right season and be ready to harvest in the right season because the anointing of God moves us in seasons. And, and it may not be that God is withholding anything from you. You just got to understand that the anointing of God may be bringing you into a new season and you're not there yet. Farmer never, never is frustrated and never mad at God when it's time to sow the corn because he understands that uh, I need to harvest, but this is planting time. And he doesn't say, God, I need a harvest, I need a harvest. I mean, no, it's planting time. He understands that or she understands that. But the good thing about God is God is a God of seasons and he has stuff that can grow and manifest in every season. 
So when you learn the wisdom of God and you're led by the Spirit of God, you're sowing all the time and you're reaping all the time, but it's different things because there's different seasons and you need to learn to rejoice and go with the flow of the Spirit of God in those and not resist because it's not maybe a different season that you were hoping it to be. We see the manifestation of water also as rivers. Now, rivers is what sustains everyday life. Let me tell you what, the anointing is not just for a Sunday morning. It's not just for when the praise and worship team takes us on a crescendo of music. It is not just for when we're clapping our hands corporately. We need to learn the anointing of God is, a, is a, like a river. He, he flows and He sustains us all at all times. That there's never a time that you and I don't have access to the river. That there's anointing of God appropriate and anointing of God is sufficient for everything He's called you to do. Let me tell you, there's a river flowing from the throne of God. And then there are wells that the Bible talks about in the manifestation of water. And wells, as we study them through Old Testament, they were about generational blessings. They were about what the generation before you had dug deep into the earth to find that which would sustain you at the place that God had you at that time. And those wells were even named by those uh, patriarchs and their fathers' names, and, and that was known as the generational blessing there. Let me tell you what, you and I may look back and say, there may not be a generational blessing for me, but that's a lie straight from hell. I'm telling you, God has had uh, spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers that you and I are part of the family of God that have gone on before us and that have dug wells. We just celebrated one's life as uh, he was laid to rest with Dr. Billy Graham. Let me tell you what, what he, what he dug is not over. There are rivers he helped us tap into that we will continue to tap into because the wells were dug by the generations of old. We need to find those wells. I appreciate Cal Pierce when, uh, what about uh, 20 years ago, 18 years ago, he said that God was calling him to leave Redding, California and move to Spokane, Washington to redig the well of healing that, that uh, John G. Lake had set up there and taught there in Spokane and had the healing rooms in Spokane. And he went and redug the wells. Let me tell you why. There are some wells that we need to redig today. And one of those is the well that brings the refreshing needed to those souls that are lost uh, and on their way to hell. There we need a revival of salvation like we've never seen before. We need to start calling. We need to dig through prayer, dig the rocks that have been thrown into the well that the enemy has tried as the Philistines would come in or the Assyrians would come in. They would, they would clog up the well so that the people could not be sustained there anymore. There are wells of salvation that have been clogged up by the enemy. But I'm telling you, we need to get the anointing of God on us and we need to know that beyond those rocks and beyond those hard situations, Situations and those hard places uh, that we can dig through and we can get the water flowing again uh, into the society that we live in where souls are being born again, uh, that lives that are bound and on their way to hell is turned around and set free and, and people are renewed, their minds are renewed uh, and their lives are changed uh, and they're born again and their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. we got to stop just looking at church transfer. We need to see people being born again again. We need to start seeing souls being saved again. We need to dig those wells. But you got to believe those wells are there. you got to believe the anointing of God is there for that. And it is. Hallelujah. And then another manifestation of water is seas and oceans. And this is that which covers the earth. And we know the Bible says that the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Let me tell you what. The glory of the Lord is what we need to be promoting. We don't need to promote our agenda. We don't need to promote uh, our name. It doesn't need to be about us. It needs to be about Him. We need to find ourselves sacrificing and being sold out to the call of God, to the cause of God, to the purpose of God, to the plan of God. Whether our name is ever in the spotlights or not, that is not, that's irrelevant. It's all about Him getting the glory. We want the glory of the Lord to, to cover this world, to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. He said it's going to happen. If God said it's going to happen, then it's going to happen. But I say, what generation is going to rise up? What people are going to say, God, here am I. I want to be a part of advancing your glory. I say it's now. I say it's time now.
Another manifest of water is the Bible talks about the waters that are above. That God has a universal, eternal plan. That what we do through the anointing will last throughout eternity. Which means it has no end. That when you allow the Holy Spirit, whatever His anointing flows through you and accomplishes for God's glory, that there will be eternal reward for that because that is an eternal event. That we are participating in eternity when we do that. Oh, that we would say, welcome Holy Spirit so that you and I would learn to not quench the Holy Spirit or to uh, divert the Holy Spirit and, and, and not let the river of, of the uh, throne of God, the river that is flowing of His anointing, flow through us. Sometimes people divert the river and let the river flow. They don't want to be a part of it. Oh, we want to be right in the middle. And that's where Ezekiel takes us because he was being led right into the middle. So let us look at the dimensions of God's anointing here tonight, okay? We see, Ezekiel tells us that as he sees this anointed river flowing from the throne of God, that it's being measured and he's being called into it. And first he goes in the first dimension to his ankles, the Bible says. So there he's ankle deep. His ankles get wet, and, and I don't believe this is a new, a new level of the Spirit, but rather I believe this is an empowerment to do something. By his ankles getting wet, there's an anointing now for him to walk into things that he's never walked in before to take dominion. And I believe God sent me here this evening to tell somebody that as you exercise your faith and as you step forward and begin to walk on, that God is anointing your feet. Do you hear what I'm saying? God is anointing your feet to walk into things that you've never walked in before. Maybe you've never walked into investments. Maybe you've never walked into company stock. Maybe you've never walked in business. Maybe you've never walked in plenty. Maybe you've never walked in more than enough. Maybe you've never walked in divine healing. Maybe you've never walked in divine health. Maybe you've never walked in divine empowerment. But God said there's an anointing here that your feet are being anointed that you can walk into what you've never walked in before. I wish that somebody would say I'm ready to move forward into what God is calling me to. Maybe you've never led someone to Jesus before and there's a salvation anointing, a, a gospel anointing that would come on you right now if you'd just be willing to walk into it. He said Ezekiel would just step into it and he stepped into it. Oh, I've come here today having spent most of, I see too many people spend most of their life just standing by the dry riverbed. And if that's your life where you've just been standing by the dry riverbed that Ezekiel first saw, I prophesy the Word of God to you. I speak through, speak to the breath of God to move upon you tonight. I speak to those dry places right now. And I'm speaking to the river of God. And I'm speaking to the anointing of God. And I'm speaking to the authority and the power of God to wet your feet, to anoint your feet so that you can begin to walk into kingdom dimension for the glory of God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil God has a way we can walk in this world and it's when our feet have been anointed let me tell you what we've got to learn to walk into our destiny we've got to learn to walk into the fulfillment of the word of God spoken over us greater, greater God has created you for greater and he says I just need for you to trust me and begin to walk into that way that I'm leading you and let me anoint your feet hallelujah Ezekiel said he measured and he says, that's not enough. Come on, come on a little further. And Ezekiel says, as I moved a little further, the water came up to my knees. And his knees were wet. I don't believe wet knees is another level. I believe it's a dimension where your prayers are about to be answered. I believe what the Lord was saying to us here tonight is that, that, that this, you're moving into a time, if you just move forward, where it been, looks like nothing's been happening. It looks like you've been praying and you've been praying and you're praying and nothing has been happening. But listen here, I'm prophesying the Word of God to you tonight and that some mother who's been praying for years, praying for that child to come to Jesus, well, your knees are getting wet, there's an anointing rising up and you're going to see it done. Don't you give up. Don't you lose heart. I'm prophesying to somebody tonight who's been praying over a sick loved one for a long time now. There's an anointing rising up to your knees 
Do you hear what I'm saying? And you're going to see the manifest of the healing of God in Jesus' name. I prophesy to somebody right now. Somebody's been praying over your financial setback, your financial bondage for a long, long time. But there's an anointing that's coming up to your knees tonight. Let me tell you what. That which you've been praying for, you're going to see the windows of heaven opened up and the blessings of the Lord are going to overtake you. Praise God. Praise God. I'm praying for this anointing to rise up to your knees so your prayers are answered. That as you pray, you pray thy kingdom come. You pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and you will see heaven manifest here on earth. He says weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Somebody's been weeping through the night. Somebody's been weeping through the night. You've had some long nights. You've had some long nights. There's been some miserable nights. But I'm here to declare joy, joy. I speak the Word of God. Joy is coming in the morning. Hallelujah. Those who have sown in tears are going to reap in joy. You've been crying. And let me tell you what, God has seen those tears. And He says what you need is you need to get a little deeper in the anointing and let the anointing get up to your knees so where your prayers are anointed, they're not just dry prayers. Prophesy, prophesy. Let the water of God flow. Let the anointing of God come. Let the power of God surge through my body that I might be used as an instrument of righteousness for His name's sake. Hallelujah. See, there are some things that thinking can't resolve. You know what I'm talking about? There are a lot of things that rationale cannot figure it out and solve the problem. The best minds can't figure it out. And you take the best mind that's doing everything it can to try and figure it out, and you compare that side by side with an anointed prayer that can break through the chains and break through the bondage and break through and lift the burden of everything the devil is bringing against you and you can see victory from heaven come and manifest itself on earth. Hallelujah. Breakthrough. You remember Elijah? There was a famine in the land, right? And they needed a breakthrough. So what does he do? He kneels down. He kneels down. He says, tell me, servant, what do you see? Well, I see nothing. Tell me again. He's kneeling there. The Bible says he's kneeling there and he's praying. And on the seventh time, what happens? I see the cloud the size of a man's hand. Oh, the drought was over. The three and a half years of total devastation and drought is now over because of anointed prayer. We've been praying to see the loss of Hampton Roads born again for a long time. Do you hear what I'm saying? We've been praying for salvation for individuals and for their whole family. We've been praying for deliverance for individuals and their whole family. We've been praying for healing for many an individual and for their whole family. And we've been praying, and we've been praying, and we've been praying. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know the excruciating times that you've spent praying and fasting and seeking God and, 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 and going after it? I mean, just going after Anybody know what I'm talking about? Going after it. Hallelujah. Well, the Lord told me to say, and I'm only going to say what He tells me to say. He said, I want you to prophesy. He says when Elijah, Elisha saw that, that uh, valley of dry bones, he prophesied. God said, speak to it. Speak to the dryness. The river, speak to it. Speak to it. Let me tell you why. I'm prophesying to you. Somebody who's been praying over your sick loved love one for a long time is going to see that loved one rise up. You're going to see the water come up to your knees and you're going to see the mighty name of Jesus being glorified in and through the power of God in your life. You're going to see those lost ones that are bound on drugs and bound on addiction and bound on bad attitude and bound on uh, 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 philosophies that deny there even is a God and bound and, and embracing uh, 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 philosophies of this world that even go against the very nature of how God created us. You're going to see them set free. You're going to see their eyes open. You're going to see their mind renewed. I'm telling you, there's someone contacted me just this yesterday and talked again today from another state who says... Uh, I've been hearing your preaching. I've been listening to what God has been saying through you. And I've been bound up in a lifestyle.
lifestyle of homosexuality for most of my life. He says, but your word of God through you is coming in and it's like a sword and it is cutting off these chains. And I am now miserable in this lifestyle. I see it as, 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 as ugly. I see it as not what God has created for me. And I don't want to live like this anymore. And I need to talk to you and I need to pray with you because God is using you. Let me tell you, I prophesy to somebody here today that has been bound, our family members bound to alternate lifestyles that have been tearing them down and hurting them. They're going to be freed up. They're going to be set free in the name of Jesus because of the anointing of God that is coming up to our knees where our prayers are anointed prayers that are reaching even across the states of the United States and the world and bringing the healing power of God. Hallelujah. I'm prophesying right now that somebody had been praying for that, that family member. And you've been praying. I, there's an anointing coming alongside your prayer. And don't, don't give up praying. Because as, as Elijah saw, Elijah saw that, that a cloud the size of a man's hand after the seventh time. You're going to see it as well. Hallelujah. I'm prophesying right now that you've been praying over your financial setback for what seems like a lifetime. It's like you've always had financial problems. You've always had lack. You've always had need. You've always been uh, uh, short at the end of the month. Everything is never, never seems to work out. I declare right now that the anointing of God through this house and the anointing of God through this place would rise up to your knees uh, and that what you've been praying for, that anointing would begin to lift that burden and begin to destroy that yoke that's been holding you back and you're going to see God's heavens uh, opened up and financial blessing come in and through you in ways that you've never seen before hallelujah we're claiming it here today i'm claiming your lost loved ones i'm claiming it i'm claiming a revival here in the dry region of hampton roads and everywhere that we can take this word in and through the internet and in and through television and in and through the radio everywhere we can take this word if this word finds a dry valley we are coming with a word of hope. We are coming with a word of deliverance. We are coming with a word of fulfillment. Uh, that revival is coming. Uh, that the soul-saving, life-changing revival of heaven uh, is going to invade this earth. Uh, that there's coming a revival that's going to set people free from the chains of the bondage uh, of sin. Uh, the angels are going to be busy writing in the books of heaven the, the names uh, in the Lamb's book of life. Uh, I'm telling you the angels are going to be rejoicing around the clock because they rejoice every time a soul is saved. Let me tell you what. And churches are going to begin to see the surgeons of born-again souls coming in saying, teach me the way of the Lord. Teach me the way of the Lord. Pastors, I put you on alert even this night. I know many of you pastors, you let me know that you, you, you watch us and you listen to us. I encourage you right now. I encourage you to get ready, to get ready, to get ready. To be prepared to disciple the, these the born again uh, uh, sons and daughters that are coming into the kingdom of God. We're claiming that revival is coming. Uh, we're claiming that the life-changing power of God is coming. Uh, we're claim, claiming a healing revival to come that's not only healing the soul, but a healing the bodies as well because Jesus didn't take care of just their soul. He took care of their physical body and He said what I, you've seen me do, you're going to do as well and we're going to see people who couldn't walk, walk. We're going to see people who couldn't talk, talk. We're going to see people who couldn't see, see. We're going to see people who couldn't hear, hear. We're going to see people who were totally, totally lame, jumping and dancing and leaping before the Lord. They're coming in. I speak it. They're coming in. They're coming in from the north. They're coming in from the south. They're coming in from the east. And they're coming in from the west. Do you hear what I'm saying? I am, I'm standing in Ezekiel's sandals tonight. And as he was com commanded by God to prophesy so that God had a word to work with in the world at his time, he has called me to prophesy and give a word for him to work on with his spirit tonight. They're coming in. They're coming in tall. They're coming in short. They're coming in fat. They're coming in skinny. They're coming in dark. They're coming in light. They're coming in all kinds, all kinds. They're coming in. Hallelujah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Do you believe God can do this? 
He says, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man what I'm up to. Man, it's bigger than you can think. It's bigger than you and I could talk about. It's bigger than anything we could even imagine that God wants to do. Hallelujah. God is going to answer your prayers. I'm telling you, the anointing is up to the knees and God is going to answer your prayers. Do you hear them say, God is going to answer your prayers? You've been praying for financial breakthrough. I, I declare right now that it is the season. The anointing is here for your knees to get wet. Get ready, get ready, get ready. But God said, when it comes, don't you forget me. Don't you forget me. Because he said, I, I'll, I'll, take care of, I'll take care of that too. I have a plan for that too. If you need that plan. Wow. Oh, God wants to answer your prayers. The Bible says man ought always to pray. The Bible says ask and keep asking. You will receive. Seek and keep seeking. You will find. Knock and keep knocking and it will, it didn't say maybe, it will be open up to you. I'm speaking to somebody tonight who is about to give up on your prayer life. You're about to give up on your request. You're about to give up on your conversation with God. But God said the anointing is rising up to your knees and your knees are anointed that you need to pray now like you've never prayed before. And you need to pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm gonna, you need to make up your mind that I'm going to pray until I get the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Now, with God, there is a time and a season for everything under the sun. And I believe this is a season for breakthrough. I'm hearing it. God says, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. It's breakthrough. It's time for breakthrough. It's a season of getting your knees wet. Anointed prayers that change things. Power prayers that move mountains. That's where we're at. As we're leading up to these spring feasts, oh, I can see the seeds and I can see the plan. I can see the anointing of God. So whatever you pray for, believe that you receive it and you shall have it, the Bible says. Pray prayers of authority. Pray prayers of power. Pray, pray prayers that are anointed. Open up your mouth and declare all oh, that we would get bold. Let the anointing of God loose our tongues that we would be bold to declare the things of God. Hallelujah. But he tells Ezekiel, this isn't all that the anointing does. Come on a little deeper. And there he gets, he says, waist deep. Now this is not another level as much as it is another dimension of the anointing. I believe waist deep deals with reproduction. Okay? You may have been barren in this area in your life, but the barrenness is being overwritten by the anointing. So that which could not produce is now going to produce. It may have been impossible for you to conceive and no way that you could receive it. But God said to declare that the reproductive system is being activated supernaturally. That you're going to get pregnant. Men, don't get your mind bogged down in the, uh, uh, you know, the physical limitations of that. He's talking in the spirit that would be manifested in the physical realms of our life that you're going to get pregnant with something, pregnant with your miracle, pregnant with your promise, pregnant with your breakthrough, and you're going to be pregnant with it and give birth to it. And when it comes forth, it will not just be a blessing to you, but it will be a blessing for the years and the generations to come. That there's something coming through your life that's going to make this world a better place for the generations to come. There's something coming through your life that's going to make this world a better place for the generations to come. Yes, you! Because of the anointing of God. Like Hannah who went to the temple year after year praying with Paniah. But every year Paniah is the one having the baby and Hannah is barren. But I'm telling you here today, just like the next year when Hannah came to the temple, something was different. The atmosphere had shifted. This was her season. And I'm telling you today, there's been a shift. I feel it in my spirit. There's been a shift. There's been a power shift. And what you couldn't have last year, you're going to be pregnant with and have this year. Your day of breakthrough is coming. Your Samuel is on the way. 
I prophesy unto you as, as he, uh, Hannah was prophesied unto. And I say unto you, and you put your name here when I say Hannah. I say, Hannah, Samuel is on the way. Hannah, your dream is on the way. Hannah, your heart's desire is on the way. Hannah, your property is on the way. Hannah, your breakthrough is on the way. Hannah, the dead is going to live in and through you and come alive. Hannah, I've come to tell you, you, can't do, you can do what everybody around you said you couldn't do. You're going to do it because of the anointing of God that is upon your life. It's coming forth. It's coming forth. So what are you to do? You're to do what Hannah did. Oh, sing. Oh, sing, you barren woman. It's what the world said you'll never do and never accomplish and never have. God says, I, by my anointing, I was going to bring it through you. But I want you to start giving me the praise. I want you to start giving me the glory even before you feel anything leaping in your womb. Sing in your barrenness. Sing with your dry well. Sing to that seemingly dead circumstance. Sing to that, that, that miserable disease that will not pack its bag and leave your body. You begin to sing the worship of God and you let the worship of God trump that which the enemy has tried to bring against you and birth that which God has promised. Hallelujah. I just feel it. I just feel it. My heart is, is just so encouraged. My mind is so stimulated. My spirit, man, is just dancing of how as I, I hear it. Get ready! Get ready! Get ready! Get your baby bottles. You, you better go get your nursery ready. You better go get you some maternity clothes. Get ready because your barrenness is over. Let me tell you, I hear the Lord saying, new life is coming forth. New life in your body. New life in your mind. New life in your relationships. New life in your finances. New life in your marriage. New life in your home. New life in your business. Hallelujah. Woo! I can't help myself. I got to declare it. I got to declare it. It's not mine to hold on to. It's not mine. I've got to say it so that you'll hear it, so that you'll say it, so that every demon will hear it and every angel will hear it, that the Holy Spirit will hear it. And as the Holy Spirit hears, He said, That sounds familiar. That sounds like what I sent for. And if that's what I sent forth, I'm going to jump on it and I'm going to make sure it comes forth. Hallelujah. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I say unto Elizabeth, John is coming. I say unto Sarah, Isaac is coming. I say unto Rachel, Joseph is coming. I say unto Leah, Judah is coming. I say unto Manoah, Samson is coming. I say unto Mary, Jesus is coming. And I say unto you, the church, the anointing is coming like you've never seen it before. You need to open up wide the gates and begin to sing in the midst of your barrenness and say, oh God, thank you for what you're going to do. But the man was not even done there that God had stationed in this place. And he says unto Ezekiel, you got to come even further. He measured out and he went. And Ezekiel said, it was so deep, it was over my head. It was over my head. Let me tell you what. There is an anointing of God that will even take over your head. Do you hear what I'm saying? Where you have to swim in. Somebody here is about to be immersed in the blessing of God and every square inch of your head, even all of your body is going to be immersed and you're going to have to swim in it. You're going to get to swim in your breakthrough. And what the Lord showed me is, 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 is enjoyable. It's not panic, it's enjoyable. And then flipping over on your back and just floating on, on your back. Anybody here can float on your back? I know all you women can. My mom used to float on the back and all three of us kids sit on her and she still wouldn't sing. And then we would try and we would sink and nothing on our nose left out. And we're like, what is wrong with this picture? Mama, you got, a, you got a, a magic gene or something. We don't know what it is. And she gave us an explanation, which I will leave out right now. But nonetheless, <laughs> it wasn't the Dead Sea we were in either. But the Lord shows me that it's going to, this, this, this anointing, it's, the river is just, you're just going to ride. It's like, it's like lazy river. I don't know if you've ever been to some of these resorts and all. they got the lazy river and you see folks just sitting in a little tube and they're just floating around. If you stay there long enough, they'll come back, you know. But this, this, this here river is not going to be circular. It's going to take you deeper and deeper until you're in the ocean of all God has for you. Hallelujah. 
But you're going to swim. I hear the Lord saying you will swim in your breakthrough. You're going to, you're going to swim in the Spirit. I don't know how you do that, but I know with the Holy Spirit we can do it, but you're going to swim in the Spirit. You're going to be swimming with new ideas and swimming with new concepts and swimming with, with, with uh, healing virtue and blessings and, and, and things that are coming from the Spirit of God. He said, I want you to relax and float in it. Just, just go along with the flow. Go along with the flow. Hallelujah. The anointing is here. God says, I need you to stand up as Ezekiel stood up over that dry bed. And then he began to speak, and I began to show him where the water's coming from. Let me tell you what, the water's flowing from the throne of God. The river is flowing from the throne of God. And along the banks of the river and on the sides of that, they will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. Man, this is, this is supernatural. Supernatural abundance, supernatural provision. They will bear fruit every month, every month. They're, they're, I mean, you're not even going to know when one season comes into the next. They're all going to, I'm telling you, you're, you're sowing. The sower is going to overtake, the, the harvest is going to overtake the sower. I mean, you're going to be sowing and harvesting at the same time. And the fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Oh, what God's going to do through us. Oaks of righteousness, planting of God for the display of His splendor. It's going to bring healing and wholeness and joy and direction and, and wholeness to the world that is out here. Let me tell you what, God wants to do a great work, but He needs us. He says that we are oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor, for the display of His glory. Will you yield yourself to this move of God you look back at some of the classics of Billy Graham and those stadiums that were filled and you say, oh, where have those days gone? And you look back at the tent revivals and there was Oral Roberts and many of the, the, uh, the people that God used, evangelists of old, and you say, oh, where have those days gone? That was an anointing that were on those men and women of God. But let me tell you what, that's the same anointing. The same anointing that is here in this building right now and the same anointing that wants to flow through you for the advancement of the kingdom of God. In a greater way, he says this will trump what we've seen of old. He said it's going to be bigger and better than what we've ever seen before. His anointing. He just needs somebody who will say, God, here am I. I, want, I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I, I want ankle deep. I want to walk in it. I want to walk in it. I may have never walked in it before, but your anointing is going to cause me to walk in places I've never walked before, levels I've never walked before. And Lord, I want my knees anointed. So when I pray, I'm touching heaven and heaven's touching earth. Hallelujah. And I want it up to my waist that what flows through me will affect the generations after me. Lord God, that this thing will be a ripple effect for your glory. And Lord God, I even want my head wet. Lord, I want every idea. I want everything that even happens from my head. I want, Lord God, coming from you. I want to think your thoughts. I want to say your words, Lord God. I want to make your plans. And I just want to swim in this river and be used by you in any way your anointing wants to use me. Would you stand with me, please? Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the plan that you have for mankind and for each of us as we are a part of mankind. That is so great and mighty that we can't even wrap our heads around it. Lord, it needs so much power. It needs so much wisdom. And it needs so much authority. And that only comes from your presence and that by your spirit. So Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you. Hallelujah.